Welcome to the Holistic Health Podcast, beautiful humans. If a professional, polished, well-edited podcast is what you're after, then move right on. If, however, you love unfiltered banter, unedited bloopers, authentic heart sharing, and a very generous dash of holistic health education, then you're in the right place. Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Holistic Health Podcast. So, so happy to be back in your ear holes this week with another episode very close to my heart. Amy, tell, let's just, I want to just dive in. I just want to dive in. That's how excited I am. So do you want to start (laughs) off with a little bit of context? Yes, of course. And of of course, the thyroid queen is itching to get into this. Um, (laughs) So look, the, the reason we're having this conversation is we see a lot in practice subclinical issues. And what that means is where maybe the blood tests don't reflect how you feel. And in the context of thyroid stuff, we can absolutely see humans, beautiful humans like you, experiencing underactive thyroid symptoms but the test results don't really highlight anything. And we'll go into that in a little bit more detail in a minute. But just as a little reminder, so we're going to talk about an underactive thyroid at this for this conversation. And symptoms of an underactive thyroid can vary quite widely. Now, just a reminder, your thyroid is like the gland that drives your metabolism. So the rate at which you are burning calories slash making energy. So when you have a thyroid or an underactive thyroid um, experience, you know, you get low energy production and therefore lots of things slow down. So one of those um, can be fatigue and lethargy. Um, Certainly your metabolism is like your internal furnace. So if you aren't burning as much energy and making as much energy, you'll likely feel cold, cold hands or feet. You're that person who's wearing an extra layer or three um, when everyone else is like, the temperature's fine. What are you doing? Um, You can see like a, I guess, a, a slowing down of tissue repair. And that can often present as like hair loss or dry hair, but also dry skin, brittle nails. Um, We can also see um, everything else kind of slowing down and becoming sluggish. So constipation, your sex drive drops off, you feel sluggish and heavy, you can gain weight. Um, That doesn't seem to have any other sort of obvious reason. Um, And there's other things that can happen with it as well. Sometimes the thyroid might swell, um, although what we're really talking about here today is those people that are in that strange no man's land where things are not blatantly obvious. This is an underactive thyroid. And yet through a functional medicine lens, it's like, that's, that is what we can see is happening here. It's just, you kind of, there's not really any obvious red flags. So now do you want to just talk us through like what that looks like on a blood test and why that even happens? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we're having this conversation in relation to we're saying, okay, your results look normal, we are assuming that you've been tested properly. So properly, we've we've done another episode on this and um, we'll put the link in the show notes um, or you can scroll back through and, and find it. But basically we've, we've done a TSH, we've done a T4, we've done a T3, we've done thyroid antibodies and all of that's looking normal. And 
and we may or may not have done a reverse T3. Let's say we haven't for the sake of this conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And what that is telling us is that the thyroid gland itself is not broken. It is, and this is actually the far more common instance, I have to be honest, like most of the time, the actual thyroid gland is doing what it's told. What kind of becomes the problem is either it's being sent the wrong message or the message isn't getting into the cell. So you're producing your thyroid hormones and they're traveling through your bloodstream and they're trying to get into their target tissues or to their locations, but it's almost like they've got the wrong key and they can't get in or there's something blocking it. Mm -hmm. And so this is why it can be quite perplexing when you go, all right, well, I've had my thyroid tested. I've even had it tested properly and everything looks fine on paper, but I don't feel fine and I'm seeing or feeling or experiencing a collection of these underactive thyroid symptoms that Amy just ran through. So when we're speaking about that and, you know, we we understandably get to the next question of, okay, well, what next? How am I supposed to know why I'm experiencing, quote unquote, a version of an underactive thyroid mm-hmm. when my thyroid results are normal? This is when we have to look at different types of stresses that could be impacting the overall um, ability for your thyroid um, system to function properly and for those thyroid hormones to actually get into the cell where they need to be in order to do their job. So there's a whole bunch of different um, stresses that it can be. And when I say stresses, I mean just things that put strain on the system and create disharmony. I don't necessarily just mean stressed in the visceral sense of the word in how we might feel or originally think of it. It's more a a contributing factor that would influence or cause disharmony in a system that would otherwise be functioning very kind of intuitively. Mm. So a few examples for you. And what I will also do is throw it over to Amy at the end of these examples to just give you a bit of a deeper dive into one of these so that you just understand a little bit more about how it can manifest. But for now, some examples for you would be starvation, um, exhausting type exercise, depression. Um, It can also be uh, pregnancy, obesity, endurance exercise. Um, It could be, which is is less common, but acute psychosis, post-traumatic stress. Um, It could also be heavy metals, um, gut infections or overgrowth. It could be um, environmental toxins or exposures, which we'll dive into in a moment. Um, It can be so many of those types of things. And in my experience, it's usually not just one. There's usually more than just one going on um, at any given time. Uh, Did I say heavy metals? That was another one if I didn't say that as well. Mm -hmm. And as you would have heard, not all of these are necessarily inherently bad. For example, pregnancy is not bad and it's a very physiologically normal state, but a thyroid that is not able to adapt to pregnancy can become a problem. Or for example, you know, doing endurance exercise in some contexts, that's not a problem. And in some contexts, it will be a problem and it'll be driving a thyroid type issue. Mm. So 
to to dive in a little further, Amy, do you want to give a bit of a an example or an elaboration on either environmental toxin exposure or mold and how that might actually influence the thyroid despite everything looking normal on paper? Yeah, I think we've had a conversation before about toxins driving up antibodies, but in the context of this conversation where everything looks normal, um, maybe barring reverse T3 when you eventually do run that one, it's a result of inflammation and toxicity affecting the way the normal physiology should function. So it's important to know that reverse T3 is also secreted by the thyroid, but is primarily a, um, a product of T4 breakdown. So T4 is meant to be converted into T3 as the active form of thyroid hormone. Um, however, if it gets broken down into reverse T3, um, what happens is reverse T3 is basically the, the polar opposite of T3. It's like putting the, long, the wrong key in the lock and jamming up the lock. So you can't open the door and the correct key can't also be put in there because it gets broken off. <laughs> so reverse T3 means even, you know, it's just exactly what Nat was saying. Your T3 and T4 might look normal on the blood tests. Um, and yet reverse T3 is jamming, jamming things up. Now, yes, it can be secreted by the thyroid and certainly toxins and other um, problematic compounds can drive that. But one of the main mechanisms is there's an accelerated breakdown of T4 um, or, or rather a conversion of T4 into reverse T3. And there, again, there are a few reasons for that. You know, anemia is another one, which we know is a common issue, but mycotoxins, unfortunately, or any toxin, but especially mycotoxins, so toxins from mold are a big one. And that's because they impact the peripheral tissues that break down T4 into reverse T3. So the kidneys, uh, the liver, and also the muscle tissue. We see muscle wasting with mold toxins, so accelerated breakdown. Uh, we see kidney damage. We see liver damage, which is why diabetes, kidney disease, or liver disease are associated with increased levels of reverse T3. But what it is, is these are the peripheral tissues that typically would convert T4 into the active thyroid hormone T3 that end up, I guess, doing the wrong thing and creating reverse T3 instead. And so your other hormone levels might look perfectly fine. And unfortunately, on a cellular level, on an organ level, there is an issue here where it's interrupting what the thyroid's trying to do um, and blocking the thyroid hormone for ha from having the same sort of cellular effect on the body that we would normally be expecting. And this is what I think makes it so confusing for people. I mean, it's hard enough anyway. And Nat, I know you did an Instagram story over the weekend about um, getting some blood tests done recently and the doctor saying everything was fine um, because they're just looking for the lab indications of high or low. And you found four things that were, you know, from a functional perspective, not ideal. And, you know, as a, as clinicians, we're always looking for that sort of stuff, but then you have these really tricky cases where actually on paper, you know, without looking at reverse T3, this actually looks fine. And yet you're ticking so many boxes around having an underactive thyroid. And so 
Um, certainly checking reverse T3 helps. Sometimes that's not always obvious either. And so if someone's stuck in this camp, Nat, and they've got all of the symptoms, but the bloods look fine, talk us through what do you do about that? What do you do next? How do you move forward um, and, and feel better? Yeah, great question. So the short answer is join the Thyroid Rescue Program or work one-on-one with myself or Amy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that's not very helpful right now. So the longer answer is to what I would do when I'm, you know, for example, what I do in my course or what you and I often do when we're working with people one-to-one is we look at you as a whole person with a history and symptoms and a collection of different um, hints for us as practitioners. And we go, okay, of all of the different stressors, drivers, influencing factors here, what ones are relevant for you? And then also what else could we be missing and gathering information on that. So what I mean by could we be missing is often nutrient deficiencies, um, you know, overgrowth, imbalances, exposures, things that we actually need to rebalance to allow the system to normalize will need to be identified. And then we often go through a process of just correcting those drivers because what we don't want to do is just slap band-aids on things. So the tempting thing that I've seen done a lot actually in in to be honest the functional medicine world and in the world of um you know integrative doctors and I love them many of them have are absolute lifesavers in um shared care with many of my patients but I think that there has been a big movement in years past and and still happens quite a bit where and probably more so in America than here, but it still does happen here, where they just push to go, okay, well, I'll just give you active T3 and just try and outsmart the system. You, mm-hmm. It will not work. You know, if there is a reason that those hormones are getting deactivated at a cellular level, then that will continue to happen because all your body is, is trying to do is protect you and it's responding um, to those messages. So what we need to do is get in there, and essentially find what all the triggers have been and start to address them and peel back the layers one at a time in a very strategic way because, you know, most people, there's more than one, as I said in the beginning, and sometimes you can do things the wrong way and make the situation worse. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to do that because we want to move you towards feeling better in an efficient manner. Mm. The other thing to consider here as well is to um, like also make sure that you've got all your foundations in place. So what I mean by that is if at the moment you can't afford to work with a practitioner or even do my my low-cost course, then just starting with, um, you know, eating an anti-inflammatory diet, moving your body, doing some very basic stuff. We've shared so much free, helpful information on the podcast. Go back and listen to any episode that feels relevant for you and implement some strategies. And the other thing that you can do that may be helpful and is certainly helpful if you would end up in the care of Amy or I is do a health timeline. So write out when did I last, you know, when did I last feel well and then from from there, document or write down some of the events prior and also after because that can also provide hints in your story as to where things might have started to go off course and and therefore where we might need to intervene and, and course correct, so to speak. Would you agree with that, Amy? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really smart way. And and often what I find, and I imagine it's the similar for you too, Nat, is when people actually start to bring awareness around that, they can actually intuitively often go, actually, I think it was this, or it was around that time when this happened. And it's such a powerful way to actually tune into um, your body and why it's sending you the message. Something I'm saying a lot lately to my clients is your body isn't broken. And it's not like there's inherently anything wrong with your body. It's just something has shifted environmentally, which of course can be your gut environment, your external environment, even mindset, infections. But it's your every single symptom you have or experience you're having is a communication from your body that something's amiss. And, you know, like like Nat mentioned, just kind of bolting in to give someone more T3 or trying to fix T3, even if you were successful in alleviating symptoms, which can happen, even if it's not like a long term, it doesn't last, the results don't last, you are covering up and avoiding an opportunity to actually identify something that is bringing your vitality and your life force down and your health down. And when you do that, like, it's like, I guess it's like that check oil light on your car, you know, just putting a piece of, you know, bandaid over that. So you don't see it. You can keep driving (laughs) with the oil light on for a while. And then eventually something you're going to blow a gasket. And this is what we really try and support people to avoid in practice. And that is to identify those underlying causes so that you don't end up with more issues down the line. And again, it became becomes a game of like pharmaceutical whack-a-mole. You need mm-hmm. a drug for that. You need a drug for that. You need a drug for that. And then things get really, really complicated and messy. So in some ways, if this is you and your thyroid hormones haven't yet gone so wonky that they're obvious on a blood test that you have hypothyroidism. It's almost a gift in a way. You're just actually stepped onto that slippery slope of, you know, maybe ending up with full-blown hypothyroidism. And it's an opportunity to pull the handbrake up and go, all right, hang on a minute. What tipped me out of balance here? And how do we how do we correct that? And of course, we don't expect you to go it alone. Yes, we've given you lots of great info on our podcasts, but this is where a functional medicine practitioner shines. This is our zone of genius, friends, where we go through your case history and actually tease out all of the things that we can see, holistically speaking, that might be in the way. Um, and as Nat said, if that is is outside of what's possible for you at the moment. She's created the most amazing program where you can actually work through these things yourself and take yourself on the journey to healing already and actually start to shift things anyway. Sometimes you'll still need to work with a practitioner and sometimes going through her program is going to be all that you need, especially if you're at the beginning of this journey. So um, please check that out. Now, where can they find more about your thyroid rescue program? Yeah, so the link is just in my Instagram bio and or if you go to nataliekdouglas.com, there's hopefully a very obvious tab that (laughs) will direct you there to Thyroid Rescue. And if all else fails, please feel free to send me an Instagram DM. Um, But it's really important that we get this stuff sorted, as Amy said, and get it sorted properly. I think we can waste a lot of time trying to 
figure it out ourselves and often the more efficient, lower cost way is to actually invest a little bit up front, get some support and then be on your way. Mm. Um, So hopefully all of that information helps you. But just remember that if you are getting messages from your body that you have an underactive thyroid, i.e. you're experiencing a collection of those symptoms, even Mm. if results look normal, the thing that you should pay attention to above everything else is how you feel. And we will continue reminding you of that probably for the rest of our lives while we (laughs) podcast here, because it's very easy to get intimidated out of listening to your own intuition and your own body when you walk into a doctor's office, a specialist office with a white coat and Mm. being told, no, you're wrong, this is not an issue. Mm. I think you you might not have landed on the exact issue, but if you've got an intuition that's telling you that something's off, Mm. continue to follow that because I, I have not yet met one single person where their symptoms are in their head in the way that that's often implied. Mm. It's usually that we just haven't quite found what the driver is yet. And that's our job as your practitioners to continue searching. And mm. your job as the as the patient or the client is to continue to relay those messages of how you're feeling because that is that is our clues in the naturopathic Cluedo. Mm, I love that. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a game that sucks if you're the patient, but it's a game yeah. that we are really good at. And I just want a great message to wrap up on, you know, what, regardless of what symptoms you're experiencing, maybe, maybe low thyroid symptoms isn't what you're dealing with, but it's something and no one has found the answer yet. How you feel and those messages from your body is the gold standard of where your health and vitality is at. Um, and test results are secondary. Obviously, oftentimes we see them not testing the right thing or not actually having a sensitive enough lens. But um, yeah, I certainly hope that if you're in this position where you're experiencing low thyroid symptoms and yet the bloods you've had done so far aren't really pointing to anything, that it gives you an understanding of why you actually might still have a thyroid issue or be experiencing a a low thyroid-like issue when those things on the piece of paper aren't sort of telling the same story. Your body's story is the priority here, and it's definitely not something you should ignore because someone told you there's nothing wrong. Absolutely not. Yes, I love that. And before we do wrap up, I just had one announcement to share with everyone, which I have been sharing in the last few episodes, but in case you're just tuning into this one, I wanted to remind you that on June 13th at 6.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, I'm actually running a free online workshop all around natural PMS solutions. So we'll be chatting through what a normal cycle and period looks like and feels like, what genuinely those one to two weeks before you get your period should feel like rather than what might just be your experience of normal. Um, And we'll also, also be speaking about some of the common PMS symptoms and what that can be telling you in terms of what hormonal imbalance might be currently existing in your body. And of course, some simple solutions that you can implement yourself And there will be some giveaways, some bonuses, some special announcements for those who turn up live. And yes, it will be recorded, but in order to access the replay, you do need to register. So if you jump on over to the link in my Instagram bio, it's the very top one, very hard to miss. And if you can't find it, please send me an Instagram DM, but I would love, love to have you there. 
Mm, beautiful. Well, friends, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for listening. We love hanging out with you and we can't wait to be in your ear holes again next week. You've been listening to the Holistic Health Podcast with Amy and Nat. If you loved this episode, then make sure you share it on Instagram and give us a tag. If you'd like to help us spread the holistic health message far and wide, then we would also so appreciate it if you left a rating and review. This helps us more than you know. And don't forget to come and say hi over on Instagram. See you next week.